0: Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where we look to empower and encourage real conversation amongst men everywhere by unpacking topics on self-help, philosophy, and business. <laughs> welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast. It's Matt J. Hannam here, and I'll be your host for the day. Gentlemen, welcome. Hello.
1: Hello. Hey, hey. Hello, Jay. Hello.
0: It's uh, MJ or Matt J MJ. if you prefer. I'm not sure you want those. those mate, I, at the moment. <laughs> well, I, I prefer to think of Jordan, but if you're thinking of someone else, then you go for that. But uh, Ow! <laughs> I'm Jesus. not the smooth criminal, mate. I think you are. <laughs> I, that's what your mum said anyway. <laughs> All right, Chet. So uh, first, we'll just dig into the drink because I think it looks like everyone's thirsty. Uh, you've got a nice little pour. I appreciate uh, you for pouring it for me, Jacob. Generous. Uh, we've got some early involvement from you in today's <laughs> Better drink. <laughs> oh. One of my... Uh, better I'm, use. <laughs>
1: that doesn't speak, you can be the poorer.
0: <laughs> so listen, guys, I, I brought in uh, a wine or a bottle that's been pretty much in my pantry, in my cupboard for um, years, but not this particular bottle. Um, Madfish, a great Southern Pinot Noir. I often just buy this by the case as just my go-to bottle of wine. Uh, one of the few wines that I really enjoy just to have. It's quite light. Um, yeah, I just, I just really enjoy it. I actually love my New Zealand Pinots, and um, yeah, this is just- Tasmania Pinot's fantastic. Tasmanian's amazing too. This one happens to be great Southern um, WA, but I really enjoy it, and uh, I just thought I'd bring a bottle of this in. So, Beautiful. enjoy.
2: Thank you. So cheers. I don't think I've ever had oh. the same wine twice.
0: Ding ding. Ever.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> watch watch out this week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right, so I recently read a Taylor Pearson email that was explaining how significant the Cambrian explosion was to life on Earth. You can check out if you don't know who Taylor Pearson is, he's pretty pretty amazing individual. I think it's TaylorPearson.com and, uh, but he, he, his email goes on to say that the Cambrian Explosion is so-called so because of a period of only 20 million years. So 20 million years is only like 0.5% of, of Earth's 4 billion year history. And in this time, almost all present animal classes appeared. Before the Cambrian Explosion, most organisms were simple, basically composed of individual cells. But by the end of that time, the world was populated by a huge variety of complex <coughs> organisms. During the explosion, the rate of diversification accelerated by 10x. It took biologists a long time to come to terms with the Cambrian explosion because it appears sort of counterintuitive. Shouldn't evolution happen consistently, gradually, in a linear fashion? And that's what Charles Darwin thought anyway. As it turns out, no, evolution works through long periods of little adaptation with rapid explosions like the one that took place in the Cambrian period. Because evolution is such a rich metaphor, we often use use it to talk about our personal lives and careers. However, we often make the same mistakes in our own personal evolution that biologists make. We expect progress to be consistent, gradual, and linear when it is actually inconsistent, variable, and non-linear. This can lead us to basically burn out and try and turn a period of slow growth into a fast one. And it can also lead us to miss opportunities for rapid growth by focusing on the wrong types of opportunities. So that's a bit of a summary of his email. And I really enjoyed seeing that sort of piece of science, which really very much explains the peaks and plateaus, (laughs) the conversation that we've had a few times about how this you know, growth is just not linear. And if I wind back, even just looking at finances in my own business, like it's clear when you look at the months, it just hasn't been linear growth. There's been fairly steady, constant, like small growth and then like periods of rapid rise and change. And they're all sort of easily explained in hindsight. But at the time we didn't realize that we had to sort of change those one or two things to really like launch things out of the I guess out of the park and take the business to a new level. But I think we can do this in all sorts of areas of our life. So what I wanted to talk about, I guess, is have we experienced these periods of Cambrian leap in our business or life? And I'd love to just go through um, and talk about it with everyone really and just find out different um, examples of when this has happened in your life. And I'm gonna start with Jacob. Oh, good choice.
2: Yeah, Jacob, let's do this. (laughs) So when, as soon as I read this, it reminded me of an old quote I saw on the internet um, by Abraham Lincoln. Give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. It kind of alludes to the idea of laying the foundations upon which you can grow. If you look at like a time lapse of a house build, the earthworks and the foundation take a significant period of time and then all of a sudden... The business or the sorry the house begins to kind of take shape uh for me personally as the business we had a long period where there wasn't a lot happening we were building we were establishing we were applying for permits and things and then all of a sudden we opened the gym and within our first couple of months we had our first hundred members overnight success uh then we went through a period of plateau and we kind of members held and then we go through another growth phase we add another 50 to 100 members and then we plateau again Uh, similarly when we first introduced our kids program um, we had probably two to three terms of a few kids rocking up and like no systems and anything in place and then almost overnight when we changed it up and kind of really put a bit of thought into it it filled up word of mouth grew and now it's a booming kind of part of what we do and again it appears like it came out of nowhere but often that's because the public see this overnight success whereas we know that all the foundations the work the growth that went into it and then finally once the foundations were strong enough to build on then the kind of the skyscraper could be built essentially so yes i've gone through these very non-linear periods of growth and i've Starting to come to terms with how that's actually occurred,
0: Conrad. Are we just passing the parcel? Well, we can pass the parcel. Yeah. Oh, well, what do you want to do? I don't mind. Yeah, no. Look, I wouldn't. Do you
1: I wouldn't. Anyone else that wants to talk
0: something? I wouldn't mind going around the um, the room. But so, yeah, let's unpack that. So, what do you think it is? I mean, obviously, the opening of the business um, is a, is a big one, and that's that's pretty normal. So, there's always a period of time. Uh, where you're doing that pre-work, um, you have to arrange financing, permits, all these other things, especially for a like a physical, effectively retail-style outlet that you have. Like you have to make sure that everything's in place before you can open the doors to the public, yep. so to speak. Um, whereas others in a service business might be able to just find a client, for example, and just sort of start on day one. You have to have the whole place re- as ready as possible. Yeah. So, what is what has been like? What is what does the next leap look like? So. Is it, was it um, hiring some key staff that, that helped you launch forward? or? I think a um, big one is that at the time from probably
2: about four to five months into the business through to about, I don't know, six months after that, we had a, a PR person or company engaged to, um, I guess represent us and do PR kind of Different to traditional marketing or even digital marketing, but PR was just an opportunity that came up. Um, And we were on on the news, we were in newspapers, we had front page of Sunday Times, we had all these sort of things that got us in front of hundreds of thousands of people in Perth. And because we were also one of the first gyms doing the style of training we do, that also meant that over that kind of we had a, a bit of a lull for the first six months after opening and then all of a sudden all these people that had seen us were starting to look for something new and then we had the, another big kind of boom and then that quietened off and then I think the next one was when we ran some deliberate marketing along with a, a Groupon sort of voucher or, or like a, a discount offer for summer and then we got another wave of people like often we've every promotion has a lagging effect on member numbers and that kind of goes through some sort of growth. And at the moment I'm trying to work out what the next leap is gonna be um, and I've had more trouble with it recently.
0: I guess what I'm sort of looking at is trying to pick out these points or what we can look at in hindsight from our own experiences for the the listeners to go, well, hang on, that's, that's something that I can, that's holding me back and that I could, you know, I could un- uncouple that and, and fly. You know, I think that's what I'm looking for. And to 10 sounds, times your business. To, well, to ten, like uh, whether it's ten times or you know whatever you're trying to achieve, but there's always. You know, I feel like there's always a couple of sort of tethers, sort of still attached from from the next step. Like yeah, it it's your
1: own bullshit. Like, like, usually, is like yeah. your own
0: bullshit. I mean, what yeah. you're coming up with there is is mainly marketing, PR, and it sounds like you've just got done some and then stopped. And then going back to it and it's yeah. worked again.
2: For our adult stuff, it's been pretty on and off, and like it's very hard to put your finger on it. I think for our kids' stuff, the thing that changed is when we put almost a brand new team in place. We uh, Someone took over properly running that program. We developed a lot of systems, and kind of there was almost an overnight change in how the effort we put into it. And since then, it's it kind of had one big leap. Whereas we haven't had that focus yet, a deliberate, consistent effort for for the adult side of our programs.
3: It's interesting that you were saying with um, with Jacob's business that you you know, you need to let go of something before that next Cambrian explosion happens. Whereas the Cambrian explosion was an addition, something coming into the into into the oxygen that appeared created that sudden rapid growth. So I suppose, just sort putting it in there, it's not obviously about letting go of things, it's about that whatever that fresh injection of- Letting things in. Oh. But, that, that's
1: but that's what
0: I actually think is the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, I, yeah. like my my view on it is that you let go of some bullshit or some system or something you think you need, which clears this space for the next like- Yeah, but what is that thing that's gonna be sure. the element that's gonna
3: create that massive yeah. growth like that? So I, mean, I think that's what you're talking about with the camera explosion. explosions. It's Usually like the, it's yeah, definitely. That helps. That <laughs> helps. Um, little,
4: little things make big things grow. <laughs> so it's not always just one element that's going to impact that and God. create that Cambrian explosion. Like it's the sort of thing. It's like when you're selling products. Like if you sell a lot of little ones, it equals a big, you know, explosion. But that's that's something
1: like the viral stuff online, right? I mean, it goes to a point, it goes to one, then it goes bang and i think sometimes you know we yeah whether it's letting go or letting in i think it's one of the same thing depending upon what i was probably just trying to be for.
3: a little too literal with the cambrian thing because i think oxygen was like there was a big increase in oxygen in the atmosphere <laughs> during that going back to the cambrian thing yeah that might happen yeah i thought gym. we might that, talk that, about that. so what's your oxygen what's going to be your
2: oxygen in- clients, clients. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but we've been playing the incremental increase in members game for three and a half years now and at the moment, organic growth yeah, yeah. and and it, But it is very incremental and linear, or semi-linear, whereas at the moment I'm working on an online program to reach many more people that can't physically access our gym and also nationally and potentially even internationally and that has the potential to be the next... Like our kids' program doubled our income over 12 months. This could likely do the same thing, yeah. Um, yeah. whereas we're unlikely to get twice as many members over that period of time without radically changing what we do. And they turn into a cult like F45 or those, uh, what are those other types of CrossFit? CrossFit things? similar, yeah. They've done very well. And I'm trying to model aspects of that, but also trying to be ourselves. As well.
0: God, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other sort of example I think that rolls into that is sometimes people, like within a business, and sometimes you don't realise like, once or someone that you thought you were reliant on and then they move on and you thought it was going to be a problem actually clears a space for a far better skill set or energy or something to roll into the room, which can change. I mean, even for yourself, Mike, in that, like, you relied on yourself as the skill set and you you're you worried that someone else wouldn't necessarily be able to do the same as you and then all of a sudden you're working with Victor and someone else and you're like oh hang on this is way better than i you know yeah. could have thought but you yeah. sort of hold on to you know that's what i meant get by the you easy on.
5: space as well like yeah. you? You're like a comfort space zone, comfortable, right? yeah. comfortable yeah. space well, there's been multiple times where i've let go or done something in my business and in, there's almost been an instantaneous growth or a surge of of some sort. Like, it's it's just been crazy. Um, I love this analogy. I think it helps to put things into perspective um, to allow you to keep doing the work um, because, you know, like, there are so many examples out there of people who are, yeah, considered that overnight success and you don't realize how much work has been put in day to day. And some of the, the, like, Obviously, I'm a big fan of Gary Vee, and Gary Vee is a great example of that. He just blew up in the last two years, and he'd been doing the same thing that he's been doing for nearly 10 years straight. There's videos out there of him just speaking the same thing that he talks about now, 10 years ago, on a crate in New York City to 10 people, Um, and he's just exploded. All He would be the example of there was a moment, for whatever reason, if there was a graph of his reach, it just it just 10 X over a period of a month or two and it's just continually gone on exponential um, growth and content is the um, is the same. And I think it's hard to pinpoint moments other than they are generally the outcome of some form of significant action. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, you had to let go of this big decision that you have to make and you've been sitting on it for like three months and then you, you do it, and then all of a sudden... Whew, you just take... Like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> and, and generally, that's always... Uh, I think we're using what Kaboom happens. just now Ka- Kaboom. ka-boom. The, yeah, I like that. Um, I, I don't know how you can create it, though. Can I, It's
0: it's almost like a... I think you know when you're there, or like when you're close to it, and I think you probably know that there's a couple of things or something that's bothering you. And I, I mean maybe maybe not early on but i think now like where i where i sit at now in business i think i know like i i think i know i'm very close to one now and i can sort of get sort a, of get a feeling i get the i can sense and, a, I, and i, I have an coming. idea well i have the idea <laughs> of the three or four or five things that i need to take action on that will probably make a far from linear change and i and but then i i wouldn't have had that awareness when they've, when they've happened to So what about on. the
3: taking action part then? Is that something you then plan into the, the process or should you just be doing it?
0: Well, I think you're always taking action. Like, I don't think I wasn't taking action during what I would say call a plateau, I um, oh, just
3: and, uh, you said that there's like about five things that you should be doing that's going to create the the next growth.
0: So yeah, suppose... like there's another say three to five action items that need to be finished. Yeah, and yeah. when they do, like elements of them, I think will start to like, you know, the analogy of the like the hot air balloon still with the three or four ropes down. I suppose. Um, I think you take off the last one or two, and momentum will build, and it's and you're off for a, another leap, and then you will hit. Very quickly, yeah. the next ceiling. And when so, do
5: you you then control the burner? I suppose because uh, oh, too ideally. much growth can be maybe. Yeah, maybe. Can has be has anyone much. read the book um, "Good to Good to Great"? Yeah. Um, which oh, I forget the author, but they studied is that essentially. Jack Collins? Sorry, is Jack Collins good to great? Jim Collins? Jack yeah. Collins. Jim Collins, I think so. Jim Collins, Jim Jim Collins. They studied like you know a hundred companies over a hundred years on the stock market, and there were only seven that fit into this category. It's very analytical. Um, and the majority of them existed for a long time. So Walmart was the same. He had one store for like 10 years. Mm. And then all of a sudden just went like, if you looked at good to great, this pretty much of those companies fits this criteria. And that's what you talked about before is that you see them as an overnight success, but
3: you forget about the years and years of, of work that was put in on a small scale. Yeah.
5: Um, McDonald's is the same. Yeah, McDonald's is the same. Um, So I think it's really good for sometimes just a perspective to be like, okay, um, I might not be getting the results today, but you've got to keep doing what you're doing. um, Well, you do to an extent, but you've got to also iterate along the line to get to where you get to. Yes, evolve. Well, I guess that's part of something else that was here is like when you know whether you're stuck or whether you are doing the right actions to enable that kaboom to, to happen, that can be tricky.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a twofold thing. I think you've you've got to you've got to be doing the work, and then you've got to be asking yourself the questions as to what else more can you be doing. Uh, you to stay. What's that saying? You're content but never satisfied. You've got to continually look to improve and innovate internally um, to get the systems and synergies to allow you to to deal with the the, the growth that you're trying to achieve. Because yeah. uh, you will never you, you will never grow into anything bigger than what you're capable of becoming. You will never do that. Because okay, you have no capability of capturing or retaining that scenario. Yeah. So that's that's the biggest problem people have. They have great lofty dreams, but have no capacity to keep it.
3: Yeah. And the other thing that can happen is, I mean, if we're keeping the analogy with Earth and its its um, journey, is the a catastrophic event that can happen or something big that happens to your business that jolts you into making a decision pretty quickly and doing something differently. So that's the sort of shit that can... And that's, you know, humans wouldn't be around if it wasn't for the extinction of the dinosaurs. You know, mammals after the extinction of the disi- dinosaurs. I or, think Batman, or the dinosaurs. Batman might
0: take down a dinosaur. Yeah, oh oh, Batman
1: um, would. Batman be Superman. I'd like to see that. <laughs> Batman be Superman, so why couldn't he be what a dinosaur? Di- we're talking about dinosaurs. Come on.
0: Maybe a herbivore.
3: But without that, what I'm saying, without that catastrophic event that, that, that uh, killed, killed the dinosaurs, humans would never have evolved. Like mammals had the next, the next generation. So in business, what is maybe something, maybe you don't always want a catastrophic event or something, but that can certainly point you in a different direction.
0: Well, there's a lot of examples of businesses that have, like, or people, entrepreneurs that have failed their first business and then gone forward and restarted and, and done well after that. That's, that's been a common yep. uh, common instance. It's an implosion. Well,
1: many do it, right? Yeah, I mean, because you don't know what you don't know. Mm. You really don't. And again, more along the lines of what I've just said, you know, it's great to have delusions of grandeur, but you don't have the mechanism to capture and retain. You now you can create, but if you can't re-
5: keep it, then it's going to come in one hand and get the other. Mm. You know? Yeah, that can be the the tricky part of not building safe, solid foundations. You know, you talk about the house or the skyscraper. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are plenty of examples where I think some people just get lucky with their kabooms in some respect, um, right time, right place, um, but they're not prepared, they haven't done the work. And so it just all comes down, come crashing down, um, you know, so that's something you've got to be mindful of, mm. I think, as well. Yeah. I mean,
1: clearly the, the earth, when you're talking about the Cambrian explosion, the earth was ready for what happened. Um, and... It obviously has gone where it's gone to because of that. If your business is not ready or if your life is not ready for that next evolution, then yeah, you'll you'll see it, but you won't be able to keep it.
5: Like the dinosaurs.
1: Well, they couldn't keep it. They got frozen out.
0: As, <laughs> I saw it coming. As an insolvency accountant, <laughs> could, I run saw run that a big. lot, <laughs> mate. Like, as an insolvency accountant, I saw 20 year veterans in business coming into appoint an administrator because they'd made a couple of significant mistakes and you I, I was young at the time and i was like how is this and you started to realize well actually they've just ridden the right wave for 15 20 years that just happened to get them to all these amazing places and some of their fundamental structures on how they thought business should operate were, were broken yeah. um but oh, yeah, because but that's, happening now. that's happening again now but that was I, I was 19 20 and i was looking at this like how how have they got there? And and really, they were just following, like one of these explosions. And then when it starts to plateau after a while, they're going to come unstuck because they're not going to continue to do the work to keep on improving.
1: Well, that book you talked about, the uh, Good to Great, I remembered reading it a long time ago. So I just pulled up some of the quotes. One of the biggest ones here: Greatness is not a function of circumstance. Greatness is it, greatness. It turns out is largely a matter of conscious choice and discipline. Hmm. And what do you know about discipline? Discipline creates your freedom, but so then where are you applying your discipline?
5: Yeah, well, it comes back to also I think with this, you know, Peter Tills. How how could you take mm. your ten year plan and, and do it in three to six months? Mm. Um, because and resource cannot be your excuse. No, I think in some of the notes here, you know, mate, you had that in here. We prop majority of us probably could achieve. Maybe not ten years, but definitely five years. One hundred percent. If we were going to die in three months, well,
1: I'm making decisions now to double my business in the next two or three months, mate. You know, from a, from a from a business perspective, you know, I'm, I've taken. I so you're about distracted. to hit a
5: kaboom. So you've you been on that kind of like... well, I'm not ten times, I'm doubling. Flat, so flat line. Have you been on yeah, a flat line yep, last yep, couple of years? Yep. Yep. I wouldn't say
1: last couple of years. Probably the last, probably the last year. Um, and you know, there's a lot of other you know, factors that have. have Come about that's allowed that to happen.
5: So, what did you need to say? Either let go or add. If we're coming back to, to that to to get into this,
1: uh, just timing. I mean, one one conversation has petered out, so that created the opportunity um, and coincided with um, you know other people wanting to exit and my busy bit, my business being ready to to acquire. Coincidence or prep work? Oh, you have got to do the prep. Like I said, I've built this business to do this. We were going to do it through. Um, with, well, you know, merge with another business and build scale that way. That hasn't happened. So, you know, my question came, okay, well, do I believe in it enough to do it myself? And that's what it came down to.
3: And that's awareness as well as sort of knowing what situation you're in and going, okay, we need to go down this this path or that path. So you're sort of, you're, you're moving with the flow of, of the business yeah. and sort of letting opportunity arise and or. Not opportunity letting letting problems arise in the business then making a decision on that and going down that path
1: yeah I mean but again what what becomes problematic uh, in itself is the opportunity to to, to yeah. choose you know so in in the event of somebody else making a decision for you which is what happened with the conversations we're having with the with the uh, merger conversations you know I was a lot of it was out of my control I, I knew I was ready for some level of growth whether it become organic through merger and acquisition or through purchasing one way to me seems safer than the other um and naturally you, ch- you choose a safer path with, with some of these bigger conversations and that hasn't happened so you go down the other path um yeah you know, the, the issue was i didn't stand still for very long it was literally minutes in yeah. in the head and into the
3: phone call yeah. to make the conversation which just keeps the momentum yeah
5: moving forward yeah. so it's funny how like even there you chose in somewhat it sounded like you're going to go down a path of comfort On, on face down, value,
1: it looked like it would be. I yeah. mean, I always knew that it was probably going to be. I mean, Put it this way. On face but value, going, it comfortable. But going the, the other truth, way. The truth was it was always going to be hard for me to fit in wherever that merger took me. And I was prepared for that ride. So it was knowingly going to challenge me, and I accepted that.
5: Yeah. But going the other way is at face value, more disc. Discomfort, but probably yields a better outcome. Yeah, anyway. the funny thing,
1: more discomfort is because you're committing yourself to delivering without any without any real cover, yeah. um, and your balls on the table, and you know because it's you, it's not anybody else. So yeah, it is. It is a little bit more uncomfortable, but you also have control of that to to a larger extent. But again, you've got to take the bets that are available, and you've got to you got to make smart bets along the way. Um, you know, I'm 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 the type of bloke that you know, takes a fair bit of risk because I don't give a fuck what I leave this planet with. Um, you know, I don't have anything else to, to, to have a go at other, other than, you know, creating something that I believed I could create. So when the opportunity presents itself, you mitigate what you can mitigate, but you've got to you've got to make decisions. You've got to, you've got to step forward. You know, put up or shut up. Mic drop. Well, I don't, I don't know any other way you grow. I mean, we can continue the organic game. You guys can grow organically. You <laughs> not say that's a bad no, thing. No, it's either. not a bad thing. Yeah. But it's not, it's not a, it's not a ten x game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. It's not even a five x game. Well, you I might...
0: think, I think even if you try, you when you look back, you'll see that it's never just linear. It's never just organic. I mean, might, patches might be organic. Yeah. Patches. And just, you're right. But then it's They're not. Your plateaus for it, me. Me. Yeah. Patches, plateaus. You know, they can. They, it doesn't really Peaks, matter. Valleys. But it's. It's, I think people are either consciously doing it and taking those chances to make large, you know, big scale changes, or they're just not, and then it is happening anyway. And maybe there's a decision that was made, or someone else made a decision for them, for example, that, that made that change. And look, th- this happens the other way too. Like you got to do the work. Sharp, a the- sharp drop happens because you didn't make the right decision, too. Yeah,
5: and but it- you got
1: to, but you've still got to do the work. So in those in those quiet times, you've got to be creating the space, whether through systems processes. Whatever to allow the oxygen to appear, you know, and that, and, and you, you've got to do that. So the earth prepared itself for that next wave.
0: Well, I thought you might actually raise Warren Buffett. It was in did you read the article? Yeah, Taylor's article, and he, he actually just did raise Warren and how for a, everyone knows him, obviously. Well, hopefully, you do oh. know him. If you don't, you can well, google make it. that assumption. <laughs> um, if you don't know him, then um. Yeah, you go go have a little bit of a look at his net worth and what he what he owns pieces of, like Coca Cola and many other things. But um, he he went through periods of where people were saying he was washed up and didn't know what he was doing they're anymore. Saying it again. Um, they're, they're, saying, they're saying it again. They're saying, saying it again.
1: He's about to orchestrate one of the biggest buybacks in corporate America history. Yeah. But you know, but you know, they're, they're saying he's washed up, but he believes in the stock enough to buy it back,
0: and that makes him, you know. And then all of a sudden he. Has a huge spike, and everyone's like, "Wow, look at what Warren's done!" But yeah. he's spent years repositioning, like you know, his strategy and staying firm to it. And that's the same thing having the an explosion. And that's, I guess, the explosion is a result. You know, then the, there's a yeah. lot of action which feeds into that period mm. of time beforehand, which then then matches that that yeah, explosion. Because, like, even
5: coming back to if you want to take it really scientific, Mike, sure, like just the one addition of oxygen. Like it would have needed all the other ninety nine percent, ninety nine point nine percent of all the other ingredients yeah. that we're already brewing, with just that one last drop to then for that that to happen. Um, I find that really fascinating, and particularly when you're struggling, when you are plateauing, um, and it's the same with content or image creation, like creative. Um, there's a a really admired studio from our space in the 3D architectural space, and they're called um, Mia. And like, they're like, everyone looks up to them. Um, they produce some of the best images in the world. And um, at the conference we held earlier in the year, we had one of the guys who worked there present. And what we found out was that um, each uh, individual there uh, is required to produce like up to 20 to 30 sketches a week on an image. So there's 10 people there so you're getting 300 potential sketches to give you an example we do like you know 30 images a month so they're doing 300 a week so just based on ratios, you would expect a couple are just going to pop, mm. and so you know they've got a portfolio on their website of these twenty amazing images, and you forget that there's probably three thousand duds that have been not maybe duds, they're probably half good too, yeah. but there's three thousand images that have been made over the last few years that no one no one sees yeah, yeah. Um, because of the amount of work that that they put in. I think for creatives. Um, it can be comforting to know and like even then we've had a couple images and even in early in my, when I was starting off, you have one or two images that just pop that you have no idea like why, but you're still doing the work and being consistent. We did, I think our first blog post, which was like encouraged out of when we did, yeah. Um, I did my first business course, the, the Entourage scale and saleable, so and it popped. It went viral. And um, but the irony was is we didn't do another one for like twelve months, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like so, it popped, and we did fuck all. Um, and I think that comes back to, to yourself, Jacob. Of like, I think we do those um, things, but if we don't, if we weren't ready for it, I don't think we were ready for it back then. Um,
0: to, to to capitalize. Social on. media is a great example. I mean. You, to, to get a pop, you have to have done hundreds of just practicing and refining and getting it right and two people liking it and no one responding and then all of a sudden you get one right and everyone's like, wow. It's like, yeah, but you can't see the subtleties of what you've changed and what you've learned in that process. Yeah. And that's a great example of that. Being
2: ready for it is so important. Like, there's a great book, uh, Outliers, I'm pretty sure. Malcolm Gladwell wrote it and he talks about the the timing of something plus the preparation that's gone in to take advantage of that opportunity is what creates these big kind of outliers in um, success. He talks about there was an era in the 70s, I think it was. was, If you look at Steve Jobs, um, uh, Bill Gates, there's like three or four big tech giants from that era that were more or less born within... Oh, two to three months of one another. Okay. In that, all within about 12 months or so, because they all came of age about 17, 18 years old at the exact same time that computers were just getting huge. And they had the time to spend days and days and weeks and weeks investing in it when this was brand new. So, by the time they'd put in the 10,000 hours, which he considers to be the amount of time to to become an expert in something then when the opportunity came and computers hit mass market they they could take advantage of that do you know what
3: their (laughs) oxygen was though Philosophy.
5: Philosophy. Philosophy. Well, There's a great book as well called <laughs> Mastery by, by Robert Greene, um, which I find really... I, I really enjoyed that book because uh, his writing style is he will support his arguments with uh, examples from history. Yep. And he talks about Mo- he, the most ones that notable for me were Mozart and Einstein were the exact same situations. Einstein had been studying this stuff for over 10 years even though he was the youngest he'd been studying this for over 10 years before he had his kaboom moment um, Mozart was the the same he had written thousands and thousands and thousands before he had his kaboom uh, moment pretty much after that moment anything they make for, for the most part is then considered amazing um, which is a fascinating concept uh, as well kind of once they hit that fame piece Um so I think, yeah, it's, I don't know, can, do you find this comforting sometimes or not?
0: Um, I think, I agree you could find it comforting in the, like if you're feeling like you're in one of those plateaus at the moment and you feel like you're making differences and changes and improving, but it's not, like you're not getting closer to your target, then it, I think it would be comforting in that regard because you're like, well, hang on, all right. I know that needed to happen, but also there's still more that needs to happen and, and clearly it couldn't happen. Because I think sometimes when we look at those targets, I think we can if we're realistic, we're like, yeah, we're not ready. Like if we said, hey, throw an extra like throw hundred percent on top of your business right now, y- you're not really ready for it. Um, and that's I think the the challenge because the truth is you're not. so but if you were and you had this you know the things that were ready in place to take that scale to the next level, it's proof that you would have been working on something a little different or you would have been you know, building that replacement system let's say it's a HR system capable to take on 17 people instead of 6 like you know because we do sort of build into limitations into everything that we're creating as yeah. we go for it
1: yeah. that's where you to start with the end of mind which will come back to the building you can't put a second story on a house that's only ever been
2: had foundations for one without yeah, major yeah, rework completely yeah, redesign the foundations yeah you know. to what degree does luck play a, a role in these explosions what, what, what is luck using an example Can like in, <laughs> in the book out in the book outliers he talks about how most I think it's either American or Canadian hockey players who are drafted into the NHL I think it is are born most are born in January the next few in February March and pretty much after about April May almost none because they're born right at the start of the year by the time they get to five six years old and they're getting selected for the teams they've got the the most physical preparedness and the most they kind of as soon as they're in school they're they're drafted and they're selected and therefore they get picked for the team they get the hours on the field they get the minutes and therefore they elevate through the programs into and they get picked like all the programs so to what degree is like if you're born in december they're like pretty much don't bother um so it's something like so sport. just stay down a year and crush
0: it yeah that's it so there's there are examples <laughs> just, where
2: yeah. luck and things out of your control can potentially contribute i don't think business is necessarily one of them there are people who have started businesses in 2008 at the start of the financial crisis for example I. Was
4: well, one of us Groupon was the um, fastest growing business in that time one of the fastest growing in history I think yeah people use it as
2: definition. an excuse but there are plenty that flourish and Tony Robbins talks about it when things are going one way he goes here's a perfect opportunity to go the other way I know Conrad that's something you've mentioned at times Zag, well. yeah yeah
5: um I, just I think to- there is an element of luck but I, yeah it's only but, what, ca- but what is luck it's I mean, only capitalized what do they define luck as hard work makes hard yeah. work, preparation pre- pre- opportunity pre- right creates yeah. that that timing that piece like if you're ready for it you will capitalize on that luck otherwise you'll become one of the stories that you will never hear about you know yeah. you had the lucky moment but you never took it and so there, how many of them would you never know you only know the good ones yeah there's plenty oh.
2: of kids born in january with shit at hockey as well yeah like me
0: Mate, the the, raw, the <laughs> I was left-handed, mate. I couldn't do a jam. The Royal commission <laughs>
2: yeah. for my the commission for
1: my industry happened, and uh, you know everybody is throwing the baby out with the bath bathwater. But like I said, to someone the other day, I, I created our business for this moment. You know, so to be it, it would be negligent of me not to take the opportunity.
0: Nice, Mike. You've been a bit quiet. How well, have you? Uh, I've said a few things. Felt, uh <laughs> Oh, no, quiet quite and sharing uh, elements of perhaps your story. Have you got, gone through periods of of this, whether you know business or life, and whether you've felt things sort of launch forward?
3: I'm on the slowly but surely path, I think, just now maybe in that three billion years before the, <laughs> the Cambrian explosion. Have, Do I've you done... feel
2: Victor has been a Cambrian explosion or has the to potential degree, to? to? Of
3: course, yeah. Oh, definitely the potential to. Definitely, and we've seen results with that addition straight away. Um,
1: Mike had to give up some of his oxygen.
3: I did, yeah. Just breathe, breathe, Michael, i will be all right. Um, And mushroom coffee, (laughs) mushroom. Uh I'll bring that back one day, don't you worry. Um, Or just mushrooms, maybe, I don't know, we'll see. I'm a steady as it goes sort of person, I-
0: I know, which is why I'm wondering if you had some spikes.
2: (laughs) of course, yeah. Michael's the definition of, in, in the kindest way, linear. (laughs) <laughs> In, In the kindest way. way,
3: but linear going up like that. Um, yeah, I suppose to a degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, answer question. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, no, no. I think my business has had its little bits, and I. I uh, think for me over the last few years is is the action part is the is the really working on the processes the stuff that you need to build a business um, that's probably the most important part. I was in a really easy space for a long time, which is fine, mm-hmm. and created a great lifestyle and and money and and whatever. But um, and that's the thing. This is the thing. Is it the massive growth that I want? And I suppose I'm still struggling with that a little bit. I, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I don't want to. Become the next brand agency, or no? Whatever but it might it's.
0: not be just top line revenue. It doesn't have to be just that in terms of growth. It could be other things, like maybe it's caliber of work, and maybe you do oh, become def- that. Yeah, yeah, def- yeah. You, know, you do get in an
3: easy space with work, and you get into the groove of what you do, and and maybe um, there is spikes in that where you. And I mean. I'm going to come back to the philosophy part. That's when you maybe open up different parts of your brain and and, and sort of aim down a different path.
0: which yeah. Well, there's which a guy. Help. There's a guy I know who was a um, very much probably just a graphic designer and just did a little bit of artwork for nearly probably 18 to 20 years in his career. Mainly a freelancer, had a bunch of kids, sort of just sort of got by very frugally, and then next minute Vine came along and he uh, he all of a sudden he was doing. Fifty grand vines for like the likes of all the major brands in the states. Just yeah, as a okay. one man show, yeah, yeah. so like that's a that's an explosion yeah. in his income. Uh, you know, as a as a one man operation. Like, yeah. so it doesn't
1: but that's have happened to, be- to you, Trav, in your business, in your photography business.
4: I've had uh, probably two Cambrian explosions in my photography business. So I'm coming up to ten years in November. Uh, the first one was three years in. Uh, when well the the major impact was i chose to get up before 9 a.m and i chose to work after the, 3 p.m so my my work day <laughs> changed from six hours a day to 10 11 12. uh so that was my first explosion um and it exponentially longer work hours <laughs> <laughs> and then my second one is actually this year i'm on track to seven times my GP for this year for photography. Um, and that was by innovation and also relinquishing control. Um, so allowing people to do Ooh, other, um, other jobs. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're the two. And I kind of was forced to because um, I have a pewter uh, on the side that uh, requires more of my grind time. I needed to m- find a way to have the ability to make the same income, and in this case, make more um, by doing less. Um, so it kind of forced me to, to enable that. So yeah, they're the two kind of explosions I've had in my journey so far. Awesome.
0: Well, I might wrap it up unless anyone has got something to add in that they wanted to, to talk about, but you, Jacob? I, I just, there's a comment you <laughs> mentioned
2: on the last podcast where you said that, um, there was a time in your life where, where you decided to be baptised and Christianity came into your life yes. and that made a huge impact on you. Do you f- see that, not necessarily from a business perspective, from a personal perspective, as one of your Cambrian explosions in terms of... Just- yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Certainly around mental health mindset. Um, uh, yeah, definitely definitely a place where it just gave me... Um, I, it's hard to I guess explain, but just a just a just a solid foundation of who I was and where I was at and just made some decisions around that and and allowed um, certain things to mean what they meant to me rather than to be, for example, dictated in what they meant to me by you know society or other people or what that looks like. So definitely I've had some that in that regard, and I've definitely had business examples of that too. so I think they can be, yeah, I think they can be varied and and I you know also. Thought it might be interesting to see whether anyone raised the whole uh, religion card and all that around the explosion and and what what no, happened well, there. <laughs> <that down here. laughs> I wondered if it might pop up. I but, still uh, believe in Adam and Eve. Well, you can. All that happened in a very short period of time, Conrad. So anyway, we won't go into that today. We'll save that for another episode, probably one where Mike is hosting. <laughs> it maybe, seems maybe. to be when we, we, we need hit to those topics. We to do his chair though. But uh, anyway, thanks for joining. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, can we get a straight jacket organised for the next session? Uh, look, uh, guys, thank you for uh, indulging me. I hope you enjoyed. Well, how did you feel about the Pinot from Madfish? Lovely. Yeah, yep, yes. I quite I enjoyed that I had one
1: of those uh, from Madfish. So, yeah, it was really nice. Very good.
0: Okay, if you're listening in, we'd uh, sort of love to hear about your uh, changes or when have you 10xed your business? When have you had one of these explosions or is there something that's holding you back right now that you just need to reach out for? We talked recently I think of the last episode about mentors and maybe maybe you need to reach out on here and write a comment, let us know where you're at and maybe someone out there is going to help you mentor you into this next 10X phase or this 2X phase or whatever it is you're going for. But 1.2X, 1.2X. 1.2X phase. I'd say that's more linear growth, Mike. Uh, but we
4: can... <laughs> we can, <laughs> <laughs> we can linear mic. We, can, we can
0: go for that linear Mike. And uh, gents, <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for joining me on the show. And uh, until next time, guys, like, subscribe, share it with a friend, please please we would love to we would love more people to hear what we're doing and and we hope you've enjoyed this episode and until next time ciao
5: Peace. bye bye thanks bye